Greetings from the Murder of Grey podcast. Where we look behind the curtain of our own minds. Alright, let's have some fun. Welcome to the Grey where we take a peek behind the curtain of our own brains and kind of go over some different type of moral and ethical dilemma questions for you guys and just have fun with it and come at it with a more uneducated response. (laughs) It's the best way of putting it. Uh, We are not philosophers. We did not study. We are not psychologists. We didn't study these fields, but we are just advocates of learning and just kind of, I want to have some fun with this and see where it goes. We want so, everyone to feel like a big brain, basically. Yeah. I mean, we all can be modern day philosophers if we watch enough YouTube videos. That's what yeah. I've learned. And I mean, why not, right? Everything's on podcast for days. That's right. Who needs college when you have internet? <laughs> yeah. Internet courses. All free. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Linda. No, <laughs> not a sponsor, but you can if you want. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so when I talk about moral and ethical dilemma questions, we are talking about those difficult questions that make you question who you are as a human being. They make you wonder, are you a good person? Nine times out of 10? No, you're not. But that's okay because none of us are. We are all narcissists by nature. And learning more about how we think and our own thoughts is interesting to us. So let's just jump right in. I'll give you guys an example of a moral and ethical dilemma question and probably the most popular one out there. And that is the trolley problem. Now, many people have probably heard this problem in different aspects, but this is probably the most well-known ethical dilemma out there. So, Chris, are you ready for this problem? Ready as ever. Ready as a train. (laughs) As a speeding train coming down the tracks. So, you are a conductor, right? Painting the scene. You're a conductor. My dream job. There you go, right? It's a cool hat and you get to hang out with Thomas all day. Vroom, vroom. (laughs) I don't think trains go vroom, vroom. Oh, yeah. Well, (laughs) I mean, they make that sound, but yeah. I think it's more chugga chugga. It's all something that moves with a wheel. It's okay. It's okay. I mean, to each their own, right? If you want your trains to go vroom vroom, they go vroom vroom. I mean, if you want a Mazda for a train, that's totally fine. What's wrong with a Mazda? (laughs) I mean, the the Miata is... Yeah, there's a lot of grumble, grumble, grumble. But yeah, right. So, all right. So, the trolley problem. Here we go. There is a speeding trolley coming down the tracks. You are the conductor and you see this. It is the train is currently on a track to go into the station. And if it goes into the station, it will kill five people. Right now you are standing in front of a lever and you can pull this lever. And if you do, you get to redirect that train car, that runaway train that's going to kill five people. But there is one single person sleeping on the tracks. And if you divert it, you will be killing that one person. But you'll be saving 
the five at the station. What do you do? So I'm not going to get super like creative with it yet, but I mean, I would save the five people. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Now, why? Why would you sacrifice this sleeping person on the tracks? Because my hand's not pulling the lever to kill him. You know, if I move the lever, then I'm literally controlling the train to run that person over. Whereas if I just let the train run its course and hit the single person, then... Well, no, you are pulling the lever to divert it to that single person. Oh, yeah. Damn it. Yeah. I was trying so, to get out of this the easy way. By no, it there, there is it. no easy way. Yeah, no, we are trapped in the difficult zone. So this is a tough choice. Do you sacrifice the one for the many or do you just let fate take the wheel? Do you put your hands up and say, Jesus, take the wheel. I don't know what to do. <laughs> do you just step back and go, well, fuck. Or do you pretend to be on a coffee break and just ignore the lever altogether? <laughs> <Just> look away. <laughs> what switch? I didn't know this switch was here. It just appeared out of nowhere. Oh, that does that? Oh, weird. I've been hanging my hat on there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so from your mindset, your instant gut reaction, what do you do in this situation? Do you pull the lever or do you let it just run its course? I would let it run its course. Fuck it. Fate happens for a reason. Interesting. Okay. So that's definitely a, that's definitely an approach to it. I mean, so you would just kind (laughs) of. Were you hoping I'd say save the people? No, I, that, that's the beauty of these questions is that there is no right answer. Right. And, and it can be argued for both sides, which is the beautiful thing about these, these kind of questions. Now, from a different standpoint, if you did pull the lever to save those people, some people might argue that you are not directly killing that person. You're just changing the course and the trolley is doing the killing. Now, to me, I, I think you're still just killing the dude. Like, that's <laughs> just fucked up. Like, no At matter the end what, of the day, you're, you're killing somebody. No matter what, you're killing somebody. Now, okay, let's say those five people are your family members or some of your best friends. Now, what do you do? And the single person is a stranger. Bye stranger. (laughs) See, I earlier, I was thinking like the other way around, like that one Mm. person would be a family member and the five would be strangers. Right. See, that's the tricky part about this. So the idea behind this question is, do you sacrifice one to save many or do you just not focus on the consequences of your actions, right? Mm -hmm. Now, there's a different version of this question. And like I said, there is no right answer. And what I would do, I would probably pull the lever, to be honest, because it's that whole idea of save the masses for, you know, it's a greater good in that sense, right? I I probably would pull the lever. Now, there is a different variant on this question where instead of a train conductor, you are a man standing on a bridge or a woman because we're in 2021. Women can be on bridges too. Now, (laughs) so you're up there and you see the train coming down and what happens to be in front of you? 
a very large man that you just happen to know if you push him off the bridge and he lands on the tracks, he'll stop that train. Do you push the man? So then you would save six people. But you kill the fat man. His sacrifice was for the greater good. And you actively are doing it. Now, would you would push the man? I mean, that raises the whole thing is like you're the actual cause then at that point. I mean, yeah, you yep. save six people, but hmm. I think it'd be justified <laughs> in a weird, <laughs> sick way. I think it could be. Okay. So you're maybe not the state. court system, but I mean, no, you're a murderer. So <laughs> I am either way. Yeah, it's true. It is true. I mean, Technically, in the court system, if you don't pull the lever, you are not directly, you're not directly doing the killing. You're not actively doing it. You're just trying to make the right choice. Whereas in this new variant, you are actively shoving this man. You know, I think because now I'm thinking about, well, if the justice system was involved, I wouldn't. And as I'm thinking about it more, it's like it is kind of messed up to get someone involved that wouldn't be involved with it in the first place. Right now, whereas pushing the lever is different. Those people are involved. It's already there. Yeah, it's an inanimate object that you're interacting with. It's not you're not directly shoving a person just because they're fat. (laughs) (laughs) And you think, oh, that's a good roadblock. Let me just shove this man like it. Yes, there are many more issues with this question and the way of posing it, but the main issue stands true. It's when it comes to an inanimate object where you can kind of, there's a degree of separation there where moving a lever, you're interacting with a mechanical object that doesn't have a, a quote unquote soul, right? And then in the new variant, you're physically pushing someone. You're physically, you are killing them there is no degree of separation but it's the same dilemma yeah and it's 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 difficult right so this kind of comes from the idea of utilitarianism or utilitarianism which basically in a nutshell the simplest way to put it because there is very long definitions in many books wonderful books and many philosophers who speak on it but it is doing the greatest good for the greatest number Right. Mm -hmm. And it's basically that it's you sacrifice the one for the many. Now, when thinking about it in the reverse of saving the one and letting fate run its course, that is from the degree of thought of Kantism or from the philosopher Kant, um, which is K-A-N-T, not C-A-N-T, whereas in I can't pull this lever because that's fucked up. (laughs) It's no, it's a philosopher. Thank you. I appreciate that. Just came up right off the cuff. A little bit smarter than people think. Yeah. (laughs) So with Kant, you are not focused on the outcome by following an ethical or yeah, you're not focused on the outcome, but you're following an ethical duty regardless of that outcome. Right. So when you first think about this issue and you think, like the first initial like gut thing to think about is what is going to happen? If I don't do this, then they are going to die, right? Mm -hmm. But 
And that's a utilitarian way of thinking. Now, when you think about it from a Kant standpoint, you are more focused on the moral issue of it, right? You're not focused on the outcome. You're more focused on the act itself, which is very, it's, I mean, they're similar, but it's very different in that way, right? Mm -hmm. And I think it's a fun little question to pose because both schools of thought can be argued for and both are right in their own sense. It's just a matter of where your personal moral compass lies. And I think that's chaotic where... Chaotic evil. <laughs> yeah, right. If we're in D&D, then hell yeah, chaotic <laughs> evil all the way. It's just more fun that way. <laughs> yeah, it makes everything fun. <laughs> Right? I mean, you walk up to a tavern, what do you do? Well, I burn it down. (laughs) (laughs) Flipping tables, burn it. Yeah, I like to see someone do that in a campaign and watch their dungeon master go wild (laughs) and try and figure out, wow, the fuck am I supposed to get them on their adventure now? (laughs) I think we've got an idea for a new podcast. Oh, yes. The Chaotic Evil podcast. We'll have to put a pin in that one because that's kind of fun. All right. So that first trolley problem was more of a utilitarian dilemma. It is focused on that idea. Now, this next one is more on Kant's side, which I think is still a very interesting one. And this one is called Kant's Acts. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, let me paint the scene for you. Really soak this one in. Okay. You're sitting at home, you're watching Netflix, maybe you're watching Love is Blind <laughs> because season two is coming out soon. Then what the you fuck hear is Love is Blind. <laughs> oh, it's a dating show in which uh, people don't get to see each other. They get to talk behind a screen and then they make a decision if they want to marry that person after a few conversations. Oh, yeah, people get married other. that quick nowadays. Damn. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Talk with everything about moral the way- compass there. Yeah, I know, right? That's a whole nother question for a whole nother day. <laughs> <laughs> but you are watching the new season of Love is Blind. You hear a tap, tap, tap on your door, right? So you go, you open your door, and what's standing in front of you? A Jack Nicholson lookalike from The Shining carrying an axe. So he's deranged as fuck. And his head's just <laughs> he's sticking saying, to the door. He's like, hi, how's it going? I'm here to sell you knives. I mean, I'm looking for Jimmy or whoever the hell. He's looking for your best friend who happens to be in the house at that time. Right? Yeah. So, all right. Crazy person at the door with an axe looking for your best friend. Now, do you lie and say I don't know where he is or do you tell the truth and say that he's in the house now before you answer that question the big part about this is the second part of this question is that if you you now while you're interacting with this crazy ass deranged motherfucker your friend is sneaking out the back door and oh. if you if you happen to say He's not in the house. I don't know where he is or I don't know who you're talking about. The deranged person might wander away and then run into your best friend on the street and offer to talk about Jesus and sell him pamphlets. No, and kill him (laughs) in the street. Is the death on your hands? Is it your fault because you lied about it? 
and you made the crazy person now leave your home, which then he ends up running into your best friend on the street. I mean, he was just going to do that in your house. So let's skip on the the cleaning process and just have it done outside. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I mean, I (laughs) I wasn't thinking about him escaping out the window. (laughs) What? Sorry, I did not expect that. Like, well, I don't want to fucking clean that shit. I go, fuck if he's my best friend. He's going to die in here. Better not make a mess. <laughs> um, but okay, so here's the thing though. As you're interacting with the crazy person, your friend is currently sneaking out the back. And yeah. If you do happen to tell the truth, the crazy person now comes into your home to not find your friend in the house, meaning he doesn't get killed while he's trying to sneak away. So, hmm. yeah. So, but if you lie, then your friend gets killed as he's sneaking around the house because the crazy person then just leaves. Well, then that's an easier decision. Okay. So what what do you do? I mean, if I knew my friend wouldn't get caught, I would obviously pick let him in. But you don't know your friend's sneaking out. Oh, gotcha. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that the question's trying to be like, oh... At least being honest feels good, but I mean, at the same time, like I'll lie if it saves somebody. Mm-hmm. I would, I would probably pull the car and like, oh, I, they're not here right now. I okay. won't say that they're in the house. I'll just be like, I know them. I just haven't seen them in a while. Okay, so in that scenario, the deranged man with an axe now goes bumbling down the street and ends up running into your friend and killing him. Now, is that death on your hands because you lied? Sort of. It's a white lie, but is it on your hands? I think so, just because, I mean, you didn't know he was leaving the house. Mm. You literally thought he was in your house, so you were trying to save him. I mean, it's not your fault for your friend, you know, hightailing it. Like, if you're hightailing it because some crazy person's after you, I mean, I would I would be looking around everywhere with my shoulder, like, is this person behind me, you know? Like, right. I think, I mean, if you told the truth and, and your friend died in your house, it's like, yeah, you could be like, well, at least I told the truth. Right. But I mean, what good does that do you? You know, I mean, my biggest thought is like, okay, if I lied about this, right? And he ended up, say, killing my friend out on the street. Is he going to come back and get me because I lied to him? Mm. So you're being like ego focused. You're worrying about the outcomes that would be happening to you in the long run. I mean, thanks for making me sound like a dick, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't want to die. I mean, I don't want neither of us to die, but I mean. (laughs) So so regardless of the outcome here, this is the big problem with this, this, this question, right? No matter what, your friend is going to die. No matter what. It just, it is what it is. Now, save on the cleaning and do it outside. (laughs) 
So you would be doing the lying and then he runs into him in the street and he just kills him out there. Right. Yeah. Because so, I would hope that he wouldn't be leaving the house, you know. But Right. Yeah. So here's the, here's the thing with it. Like the really big aspect of this question is the fact that now if he gets killed directly in that moment in which he's leaving the house and the, the killer ends up running into him on the streets, right? Mm-hmm. There's the question of, is that your fault, right? Is that death on your hands? Because now here's the thing. If you happen to tell the truth because you don't know your friend is sneaking out the back door, your friend is going to die later. But now the question is, is that that now you can kind of say that death isn't on your hands because you weren't directly involved in that conversation. You had no part of it because... It just ended up happening at a later date in a different time and you weren't involved. Right. Right. So I, I think that's where the interesting aspect of this dilemma comes from is the fact that is lie, does lying automatically kind of put you in the wrong, right? Like it, in that aspect, if you can put yourself in that mindset of if I just had told the truth, my friend wouldn't have died right then and there. Right. You could and have finished watching his second season of Love is Blind. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that's, 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 I mean, to Great me, send that's, off. that, exactly. <laughs> like, that's a, that's a, the greatest tragedy here is that your friend won't figure out if they get married or not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you I have to know. And I, I hate that I like those shows. I hate that I like garbage TV. But before I get killed and chopped up by a, crazy person that's been just trying to write a story in a haunted hotel i do want to see the ending i just need to know if they get married or not (laughs) so stupid (laughs) (laughs) but this is what i really enjoy about these two questions because like i said before there is no right or wrong answer right yeah it's more of I mean, they are just what would you do? And I think that they just bring up really interesting ideas in that sense and give us a big look into our own thought processes and kind of just how we evaluate the world around us. Now, is it wrong to be slightly narcissist in nature? No, it's not. That's totally fine. And looking at it through an evolutional standpoint, if we weren't looking out for ourselves from the beginning, we as a as a race, if you believe in science, if you believe in evolution, us as a race would not be here today if we weren't kind of narcissists, right? If we weren't looking out mm-hmm. for it. number one, I'm gonna survive because, you know, I deserve to survive. That that thought process, that's what kept us going as a as a race, as a species. So there really is, it's not wrong to think about that in that way. But now that we have, you know, a conscious, we have a little Jiminy Cricket in the back of our head singing wonderful show tunes to us, telling us how to be a real boy. We kind of question those things. And I mean, I, this is what my goal is, what I want to find out by kind of looking into these questions more and more each week or is what, like, 
why do we do this? Like what, what, why do we even impose these kind of questions on ourselves to kind of figure out what the fuck we're thinking about? Right. Like, uh, like what's, what's the benefit of putting morals in when the original aspect of life and survival was just, I need to eat. You have food. Fuck you. I'm taking it. (laughs) Right. Like (laughs) that's, that's really all it was. And that was survival back in the day. But then we started thinking about it in a different light of like, well, you look more hungry than me. So you can eat today. I'll eat tomorrow. Right. Like, when did that come up? Like, when did that become a thing? Yeah. I was wondering that too. Yeah. I find that to be incredibly interesting. Now, now that you've heard these two. Hey, wait a second. What? You never answered your that question the last one what would you do would you lie or be honest you never said anything <laughs> Ooh, i almost trying got to get away, away with from... i would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for your meddling kids um so <laughs> for me i think my instant reaction so just purely going off of like me opening the door and seeing this crazy motherfucker in my face asking for my best friend i would lie 100 percent. see that's the thing like i would be like well he's not here but I, you know, this is me thinking about it from the standpoint of knowing that, or at least not knowing that my friend is pulling a Scott Pilgrim and jumping out the window right now. I, I don't know that. So I don't know the consequences, but I, I'm thinking about it in the moment. And that's the difference between the utilitarian uh, version or view of thought and the can't ver- uh, view of thought is that you're not thinking about the end consequences. You're thinking about the decision in that matter and which one is the more morally acceptable one. And yes, lying is wrong and it should like, we shouldn't lie, but it's kind of hard not to lie in that aspect and in that moment. Honestly, it's not hard not to be a snitch. I'm not going to snitch my friend out. Right. See that that's, <laughs> snitches get stitches exactly <laughs> but my friend just died <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna need some stitches i don't know if stitches are gonna do it but i do have some duct tape and super glue and we can probably put them back together but you know we'll maybe try. we can make a little frankenstein monster halloween is eight months away so Hip we got bones time. connected to the skull bone yeah right and the jaw bones connected to the uh, mandible the, the foot. The, uh. We, we know anatomy, fibula. people. Don't, don't question us. Don't look this up. We know anatomy. We know what we're talking about. We got brains. We smart. The we Ferengi. Listen. We, we listen oh, to Star Trek. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I learned all my anatomy from Star Trek. <laughs> and I learned all my morals from Dr. Seuss. So. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so i mean when looking at these two kind of trains of thought which one do you think that you fall under because i'm always really curious about it do you look at the big picture do you look for the greater good or are you kind of looking at the the situation as it plays out as much as i want to as much as I want to look for the greater good, like ultimately that's what I would want, right? 
if I'd be able to do something that would help benefit others, I would do it. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, depending on the like current outcome of something, I I probably would go with that. I I would do the second option. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like it's just that kind of seems like how I've lived my life. It's kind of yeah. like that. So yeah, I'm more catered on that side. Same. I mean, as much as we all want to be those pageant queens, and I would world, I would end world hunger and bring world peace. Like that's not realistic because it's just not possible I, or i mean it can be possible but in that sense then you should be dead now because at some point in your life your life probably could have saved somebody else and with that train of thought you would have already done it you would have already sacrificed yourself or a loved one or your friend or your cat or your sandwich for lunch right? like yeah exactly right somebody's hungry they'll eat it <laughs> I mean, it might not be the way you want to be eaten, but you know, it is what it is. But <laughs> some people are in it. Yeah, you never know. I mean, Jeffrey Dahmer loved it, and he's a stand-up citizen. Yeah. He, I've not. seen Hannibal. I know what it's all about. Mm, I do love a nice Chianti. Mm. Mm. No, <laughs> actually, I don't. Chianti's fucking gross. But <laughs> really, <laughs> I don't like Chianti. No, it's like table wine. It's nice. It's it. It goes with everything. Uh, and get drunk off it pretty well too man it'll get you where you're going that's a good point yeah (laughs) but i mean that's the big thing about uh, i love these questions i really do because i love thinking about the brain and just our personalities and our just general trains of thought and we all want to be better people but it's just fucking hard And it's easy to make the easier choices. It's harder to make that self-sacrifice. So, I don't know. It, that's tricky to me. Yeah. And I think that's something that is always going to be around. That's always going to be an issue no matter what. So, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of fun. It's fun to think about this stuff, in my opinion. It's even more fun to, like, put these just these two ways of thinking into say like not just politics, but just like world events, you know, it's interesting to see like if you can kind of break down certain decisions or events, you can kind of see where people like fall on the spectrum. And it's, I don't know, it's kind of fascinating to me because you, it, I feel like you get a little bit closer to a person's psyche slowly Mm -hmm. this way. And it's just, I don't know. It's it's fascinating to me. Yeah, I mean, the what's great is like you mentioning politics, right? Every pol- or poli- politician, po- politician, use words. Uh, <laughs> they are going to feed you and spoon feed you that utilitarian aspect of life. Yeah. They're looking out for the greater good always, but that's on They're the other way around. They are the other way. They they are looking out for themselves because they want to continue their career. They want to succeed in life. They yeah. And that's all we all want to do. We want to be successful. We want to make a difference though at the same time. And sometimes those two things don't really go hand in hand. It's hard to be successful in life but still look out for the greater good. We all can't be Mother Teresa, right? Yeah. And I, I'm sure, I mean, I, I can't speak 
for her myself, but I'm sure that she did enjoy, you know, the attention every once in a while. Who doesn't? Yeah. We all like to be acknowledged. I don't think that's too wrong to say that. And I'm not trying to bash a saint. Nope, that's not what this is about. We're not here to, you know, talk crap about any sort of religion, belief or anything like that. We just want to ask questions, ask those hard questions and just take a deeper look into our own brains because that's fucking interesting. (laughs) 